The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sam is a dedicated advocate working to empower Alaskans by challenging restrictive laws and fostering civic engagement for meaningful change. And Sam is with us here. How are you today? I'm doing very good, sir, as a matter of fact. It's uh, early in Alaska, but I like getting things done very early. Yes. Now, what kind of restrictive laws are you looking to challenge? Mostly business laws and political laws. Because some restrictive laws we have, for example, um, most people, most states, most countries have a form of tax that are imposed on their citizens. And I understand that most people will argue that taxes are necessary to get things done, such as road repair, first responders, pay for police, and that sort of thing. And that's fine. And that's perfectly understandable. However, at the end of every single year on a federal level, bills are always put forward to get things done that cost more money. And most of those things that are asked to be added are not things that are already covered. You know, they're not asking for, you know, more money just to hire police officers. Now, I'm not saying they don't ask for those things, but there are other projects they ask for, such as expanding other businesses, paying for new governmental offices, and those things are fine. But the question I always have is, are those things necessary? For example, at the state level, our Secretary of Tax often asks for asks for lighter restrictions on oil production and oil companies. And for anybody, I know you, I gave the links to the website. I do give the citation for what I'm saying, so I'm not just making stuff up as I go along. <laughs> but the main, one of the main problems I have is that in Alaska, we have what is called an inventory tax for business. Now, what that means is, let's say that you're a fleet company and that you own six trucks, right? Let's say six flatbed. At the end of the year, if you set, if you're sorry, let me correct that so nobody's confused. You're a fleet company and you sell your vehicles, such as Bob Services Incorporated. They actually sell trucks to the guys who work on the slope. And so at the end of the year, if you only sell four trucks and you have two more sitting there, they charge you an inventory tax, meaning you have to pay tax on something you already bought. And what do you think the solution is? Because as you say, most people would argue tax is important. So what do you think should be done? This is exactly where I mentioned that citizens need to be involved. The first thing I would do is there needs to be a receipt on what state and federal tax money is spent on. You know, at the end of the year, you know, I don't know how you guys, are you actually in the UK or do you live in the US? I'm in the UK, yeah. Okay. 
Now, do you guys still get sent a um, your W? You still write out W twos, right? You still fill out tax forms once a year. It depends. If you're employed, most of the time it's mm-hmm. done automatically for you. But if you're self-employed, mm-hmm. you have to fill out a return yourself. Exactly, you fill out a return. Now they know exactly how much you make, right? In order to do that. Yeah. Okay, that's the problem. We know what we make, and the tax office knows what we make, but we don't know what they spend that money on, do we? Do they send you a receipt saying this is what you use your tax dollars for? No, we don't. Because that's the thing, isn't it? We could list stuff. You know, we could say, as you mentioned, the police and whatever, but we don't really know the percentages, do we? Exactly, and that's the problem. If we knew those percentages, I would not be as upset. See, it's a, it's different if you say, hey, we spent your money on this, this, and this. Yeah. But when you're just shelling money out to additional projects and you're not making that common knowledge, I'm like, okay, there's an issue. Yeah. Especially... Let's say this year, everyone made, let's say all the individual businesses made twice as much money as they did the previous year, right? Yeah. Now that's more tax, right? Yeah. Now if last year, they made what they made and everything was covered, how about a tax break the next year? Yeah. And also another solution would be in Alaska specifically, we have plenty of oil fields up here. And the oil fields get taxed, and I am not a supporter of people just because they make more money, getting taxed more, pardon me. But- I do believe that if some of the uh, projects that our governmental offices put forward were actually businesses that could self-sustain themselves, one of the things I said was we should have an oil field that just covers our tax, period. We sell the gas to businesses in lower 48 and all that revenue just covers whatever taxes pay for, or at least a large chunk of it. And that way you can actually lessen the burden on the individual citizen, especially if you pay for it with citizens' tax dollars, because the citizens are the ones still making the investment. I'm like, take one year's worth of tax money and instead of investing in projects that only shell money out, invest in a project that brings money in. That way, in the future, that tax goes down instead of going up. What are your own political aspirations i've gotten actually have gotten offered to run someone's political campaign oh wow (laughs) yes because one of the guys up here he has his he desires to be part of the um, legislative branch but he's not a big fan of he's not a big fan of debating (laughs) so he said if you can handle the debates i think that would be good personally i'm not solely driven to become you know the next state governor the next state legislator but i do believe in with certain things it would be necessary to actually do that so i would appreciate being on the legislative board but i would need time to focus on it because right now I'm working right now I'm building my own business so you know it's like Solomon said you got to focus on one thing at a time if you actually want to make an impact so personally I'm a fan of just being active on it you know I've given two presentations this is the third thing I've done politically aimed and this Thursday I'm giving a presentation at uh, one of the churches up here we oh. they have political meetings there as well that sounds exciting and why do you feel it's so important to kind of focus on one thing at a time well, because you can you can put more energy there. It's just like your hand. You have you ever seen boxing before? Or yeah. You watch the sport at all? Okay. Now, do boxers punch with their hands like this? No, they don't. Because this no. is gonna break. This is gonna break. This is gonna break. You ball your fist up. Yeah. And you focus most of your force on these two knuckles, and it allows you to do maximum damage with minimal damage to yourself. You know, yeah. when you when you focus, when you truly focus, you remove distractions. Yeah. So if, if if you're trying to run a business, be politically active as far as getting a position politically, that's more difficult. 
if you're going to meetings, you know, once a week, once a month, you're doing your monthly reports for your political group, that's different because there's enough of you guys to spread that evenly. I'm not saying that you should not be working hard, but I am saying if you're saying, I desire to be governor, I desire to be on the legislative board, you're going to put a lot more focus on that than just being politically active. Yeah. And I think that sometimes being politically active, we don't give it our all anyway. I knocked on probably 450 doors, passing out flyers for one of my presentations, and uh, two families showed up. Yeah, minus a lot of people said they would, yeah, but they weren't there. I will give a shout out to one lady. She is going to be at the next one. She was she had a genuine excuse to not be there. <laughs> so she said, I will be at the second one. She said, send me. She called me and she apologized and everything. She said, send me the address, send me the time. I'm really upset to say I missed the last one. I'm going to be there. And yeah. that's the thing. You know, a lot of people say they're going to do stuff, but they don't do it. Yeah. And that's an issue. You know, if you're not focused, you can have a genuine problem come up. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But if you're focusing 80% of your time on something, those little problems come up less. Yeah. Because you're not making commit. You're not making commitment anywhere else. Yeah. And that overwhelming commitment is because you don't see it coming. And things always come up. Yeah. Things always come up. Like this morning when we started, it took a minute for me to get the audio working. True, but you can always fix it. But if you're focused more, it's easy, it's a quicker fix. Yeah. So I take that back. It's not always a quick fix, but you don't have a distraction that could come up that won't allow you to fix it as quickly. Now, you have quite a strong sense of community involvement, of course, because you mentioned all the people coming to see you. So do you think it's quite important to have a kind of robust community around you? Absolutely. We definitely have one up here. And uh, one of the other things that you mentioned was the other goal I had. One of the biggest, one of the banes, I guess I would say, that we have to face are, I'm not against people insuring themselves for safety. I am against vehicle insurance being mandatory because I know people personally who actually did, they didn't come to the interview because they were actually working, but they did watch it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
or to the presentation rather. And they have gone 20 years and had zero accidents. And this is not secondhand or hearsay. This person's insurance rates just keep going up within the last five years. So, and a lot of people will say, well, what if your house burns down? Then what? I said, do you know what happened to my, not my grandfather, my grand uncle on my mother's side of the family? And I believe this was in the 60s. Yeah, sure enough, one of their buildings got burned. His neighbor showed up with some two by fours. They tore down the old wood and they put up a new one. When I was 12 up here, one of our neighbor's um, garages, his garage at wood, his garage caught on fire. And so I was jumping up and down like, hey, let's go over there and help him rebuild it. Let's go help him fix it. <laughs> um, so other people wound up helping him. We did not personally partake of it. But to me, that's how a community should work. If my next door neighbor, you know, has a car lot and it catches on fire, you best believe on the Sunday I'm going to be out there. That's how a community should work. Yeah. yeah we're, we're willing to work with strangers for money, but we're not as willing to work with strangers for community. And I feel like that's a problem. You know, education, education, I believe, has in the U.S. has definitely gotten people to focus money over relationships. And how does a robust community play into the greater well-being of a state and the country, do you think? Well, it's like this. If at our political level in the U.S., we have people who, if someone's part of a certain political party, they will refuse to speak to another person of yeah. an opposing party. Not everybody. I know people like to argue Democrat, Republican. There are people in both of those groups who are willing to listen to someone else's point of view and to object respectfully and receive criticism respectfully. Yeah, that's not that's not the rule <laughs> by far. <laughs> That's not the rule by far. And that is an issue that to me, it stems from the U.S. community. We'll go to base. People go to school. At school, children naturally break into these hierarchies. You have people who make more money, who drive a nicer car, whose parents have better jobs. And they're often treated with more respect because when somebody else has something good, naturally, we see them as somebody who's more likely to survive. Yeah. So we want to go under them, just like when you pick a job. When you grow up, you start doing it at a young age. You don't go to a big company that's successful just because you're 20 automatically. You go there because that's a pattern that you've been taught to follow. Yeah. You, it starts at a very young age. And the thing is, we get used to maybe even subconsciously in some cases we get used to follow whoever's making the most money follow whatever is trending i mean you understand this you do you work on the radio you have to keep up you want to grab a hot topic and get it on your show right yeah mm -hmm. and so that's what we do we have a habit of doing this so i feel that if we start adding community more so into even education you know ask these kind of questions you know i would even say put these questions in word problems for math you know if your next door neighbor donson's barn burns down and he has 482 by fours. You know, how many two by fours do you guys have to cut to help rebuild the bar? You know, little things like that. Because if a community is a unit, then that city's a unit. And if that yeah. city works the next city over, then that entire, up here we have boroughs, such a city and communities in Alaska. If they're willing to work together, they can get something done. Remember what I said earlier about focus? Yeah. If a community has focus, then the city can have focus. The cities have focus, then the state has focus, and states have focus, then the country can have focus. Yeah. So it's the same principle. You want to start to be at the bottom of things. And if a community is willing to work together and behave in a mature manner, and they raise their children to work together and to behave in a mature manner. When those children grow up and they take part in political action, it doesn't always have to be a debate. You know, we practice arguing more than we practice working together. But when we practice something, it becomes, a lot of people say practice makes perfect. One of the coaches I spoke to, she said, no, practice makes permanent. So if you spend 80% of your time 
practicing, debating, and arguing, you have not perfected working with people. Yeah. You've perfected working against people. And True. so we need to practice working together to get things done. Yeah. Even businesses have what they call those team building exercises where they'll have people play basketball or they'll have them build a model house because yeah. they understand you need to practice working as a team to operate as a team. Yeah. But we do not do that. I do not see that happening as commonly among the youth in the U.S. We very often get taught to be extremely competitive. And I remember a lot of guys will say, Sam, men are competitive. We're supposed to. I'm like, yeah, we are when we need to. Yeah. But we also have to work together. Because if we just compete, 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 nobody has practiced mitigating situations. Yeah. And so I feel like the fathers in the U.S. need to make conscious effort to teach their sons that. The mothers need to make a conscious effort to teach their daughters that. And children, young children who are becoming adults, they need to practice that as well. Because very often over here, the rule is from seven years old to 18 years old, or to 17 years old, rather, you're allowed to behave foolishly and make silly mistakes or even very bad choices. But once you turn 18, you're automatically supposed to start being responsible. And I say, you just told them for the last 11, 12, 13 years, it's okay to not be responsible, meaning they've practiced not being responsible. You think that overnight they're going to be responsible, so by the time they're 21, they're making very good decisions. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. People who succeed when they're in their 20s is because they were taught in their teens and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to be responsible. Yeah. So it starts at the it starts at a family. Well, looking at the bigger picture, what's your long term vision for Alaska and the impact that you hope to leave the state and its residents when your goals are achieved? Long term would be that at least, meaning the least, if I, you know, if I'm shooting for a hundred percent and I hit eighty percent, the lowest change I would like to make is to see communities and boroughs self-sufficient, meaning not importing goods to survive, not having to export goods to survive. I would like to see trade and barter come back into business as opposed to just money because a piece, I'm going to go, go quick because I know we're on time limit here, <laughs> but a piece of steel, a piece of steel, if I hand that to a blacksmith or a watchmaker, it's worth, it, it's value changes between those two men. The blacksmith can make it into a sword, into a pan, into a brace, into a bridle for a horse. The watchmaker can make it into gears that run a clock. Yeah. And over here, we have only looked at the value of the dollar. We have not looked at the value of raw materials like we used to. I would like to see that change, and I would like to see communities actually understand that, to the point where we don't need to ship oil it. We learn to make our own you know, gas from growing our corn. We learn to help our neighbors instead of saying, go to the bank, get a loan to rebuild something, or go to the bank, and, or go to an insurance company to get something done. I like to see neighbors working together. I like to see the community completely self-sufficient where it doesn't need the help of somebody else, not in the sense to cause conflict, but so when somebody else needs help, you're established so you're able to help them. And at the most, the ultimate goal is to have each household self-sufficient yeah. from growing your own food, from being able to have your own fuel supply, from owning your property. One of the things that we are battling up here would be against property tax, because over here, when you buy a piece of land, if you don't keep paying the property tax on it, it can get repossessed, which to me is unjust, because when you buy a car, you don't keep paying taxes on the tires forever and ever and ever. You own the car. It's yours. Property needs to be treated the same way. Yeah. So the, those, are, those are the low-end goals of what I would like to get done. The bigger picture 
would be, like I said, every household self-sufficient. Well, if anyone's listening and feeling inspired by your ideas, where are we able to keep up to date with you and get involved and all that? AlaskaForLiberty.wordpress.com is the website where I post the presentations that I do, upcoming events I'm partaking of. Alaska for Liberty is the YouTube channel as well. And then where I talk about men in the community and after talking to my sister's friend, we're going to talk about women as well. That's going to be the YouTube channel dedicated Spartan. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great chatting to you. Thank you very much for having me and look forward to seeing you again soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.